the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, hey, hey. Welcome in. Kathy Emmons with you from not the Word FM studios, but instead from my spare room studio. Mike Duffy holding down everything at the Word FM studios and John Hall taking a day off. John, we miss you. Hope things are well. Um, Mike, uh, there's big snow coming. Are you ready? Do you have boots, a hat, mittens, salt, all of the essential things? Uh, Boots, yes. Mittens, yes. Uh, um, Salt, I need to uh, I need to make a trip at to Lowe's or Home Depot and yep. uh, purchase some salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Yeah, because Indeed. you're a homeowner now. Absolutely, I am. Yes. Yeah. And now, now I there apparently there's different types of salt. That's uh, what I'm hearing from my dad. Uh, there's there's salt that 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 actually damages the driveway and. And oh. yeah, and so I got to do my salt research. I don't know about research. those things. I don't know about those things. I don't buy the salt in my household. Really. Isn't it interesting how once you marry, you have these like, you know, job descriptions that you've never really talked about, Yeah, but they just kind of fall down on you. Like, <laughs> I don't buy salt. It's so funny that you say that. Uh, you know, one job description that uh, my wife always hangs over my head. Uh, we Before we got married, we had to go into uh, pre-marriage counseling. Uh, sure. It was just a prerequisite with our pastor. Mm-hmm. And um, and. I said something in the in the in one of the meetings where uh, I apparently I said I will cook the breakfast every weekend, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every week. Whoa, what? Yeah, I, I and I, I put I shouldn't have put that on myself, but I did. And so um, when I miss a weekend where I don't cook, my wife lets right. me know. No, wait, is there verification of that? Like, are you sure you said that? <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? I, and that's funny that you asked that because I said to my wife, I said, listen, I don't have anything written as a contract. I just, I just said it, right. but I you mean, know that what? Was just I, something I, that was something I tossed out to talk to the right. pastor about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? I should man up and, 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 you know, you know, take my word for what it is yeah. and execute, you know, you yeah, should, I should, you should, I should. Okay, speaking of pastors, in our five o'clock hour, we're going to have open phones and we're going to ask you to send, call, give all of the questions that you've had about, I don't know, stuff about God, stuff about the Bible, stuff about whatever, Christian living. It's our Ask the Pastor segment. It comes up today at 510. We're going to have open phones. Plus, I also want to invite any of you who'd like to watch the show unfold today, please. Would you find us on Facebook Live, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, or 101.5 Word FM? We are streaming there. Also, audio streaming on the web at wordfm.com. All right, Mike, before we go any further, can we please do the top four at four? Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, for Tuesday, December 15th, number one. Now there's twice as much good news. 
The Food and Drug Administration said today that the COVID-19 vaccine developed by Moderna was, quote, highly effective, and they are aiming to authorize emergency use on Friday. Vaccinations could start as early as next week. Now, we know that this joins the vaccine already in production and in distribution by Pfizer that started yesterday. Now, U.S.-based Moderna expects to produce between 500 million and 1 billion doses in 2021 for global use. And number two. Six years after the abduction of 276 schoolgirls ignited the global Bring Back Our Girls campaign, Nigeria again reeling from a mass kidnapping, this time of more than 300 boys. The Wall Street Journal reports that jihadist group Boko Haram seized students from an all-boys all-boys boarding school in Katsina, northwest Nigeria, to punish them for, quote, un-Islamic practices. Local officials said that 333 of the school's 800 students were missing and assumed captive, a number that analysts say could mark one of the largest mass kidnappings of school children in history. Nigerian surveillance aircraft and American drones have been dispatched over the sprawling forest where survivors say captors forced them to march. Quote, what happened in Katsina was done to promote Islam, said Boko Haram's leader and Africa's most wanted terrorists. I won't dignify his name by stating it here. He went on to say, quote, Western education is not the type of education permitted by Allah and his holy prophet. Number three, it looks like right here in Pittsburgh, it is gonna snow. A winter storm watch is in effect through Thursday morning with a 90% chance of snow beginning in the morning for Allegheny, Butler, and Armstrong counties. Sounds like morning rush will not be so bad, but by afternoon, things could be slippy out there. Snowfall is, is accepted to be, expected to begin after daybreak with Allegheny County set to get four to six inches. And number four. The $62.6 million makeover of the Strip District's historic produce terminal that began six years ago is complete, according to today's PG. The entire original 1,533-foot-long terminal, that, my friends, is the length of five football fields, has been preserved along Smallman Street. The red brick exteriors look terrific, I can tell you, and there are new stairs, seating areas, and a lower sidewalk. As an added plus, and I'm thrilled about this, the terminal's old wooden doors at the back of the structure, the historic ones facing the riverfront, also part of the new design. And that, my friends, is your top four. Four. Now, Kathy, you really think we're going to get four to six? Or uh, I don't know. No? I heard one to two earlier, right? And then I went on the PG's website, and they said four to six. Come on, Mike. I mean, it could be like a smattering. Though I did read, I looked at the New York Times and the Washington Post, and other store, other um, cities' papers are reporting that this is going to be a big storm. So it's not like we're making it up. But you know. We Yinzers have a, a propensity for kind of exaggerating the snow before yes, it arrives. Yes, yeah, it could be a bit slippy out there, right? Right, could be slippy. So be careful tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Tomorrow morning, you should be good. All right. So back to the strip for a minute um, before we take a break. Um, hey, that produce terminal looks so awesome. You know, I'm down at the strip every week, and I've been trying to stay away from Smallman Street for the last I don't know two two and a half years because it's been an absolute disaster as far as construction goes. They were putting in this you know water main, you know revamping the whole thing. Anyway, I drove down there maybe the week before last and the produce terminal 
just is awesome. I mean, I just love it. And I really got to give kudos to the mayor. You know, I've picked on the mayor on the program, you know, as things happen and I disagreed with them, but here I got to give the guy props. Bill Peduto did a terrific job. You know, there was a, there was a bid that came in for the produce terminal and the first bid, I can't remember the name of the company, but the plan was to rip down like a whole third of the produce terminal. And the mayor said, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a historic building. We need to keep it. He was absolutely right. Uh, seeing it now, seeing the outside restored, it is awesome. I mean, I'm, now you have to know that the the majority of what's inside is just vacant at this point because, you know, of COVID-19 and how COVID ruins everything. Um, so it's going to be a mixture of retail, as I understand it, and restaurants. Um, I don't think there's going to be any residential stuff in that area. There's residential stuff behind there, uh, between there and the river. But anyway, it's going to be an awesome space when COVID is over. I mean, it's going to, especially in the summer, I just have visions of how great it would be to be down there, you know, have the big doors open, have all sorts of fresh air in there. You're right by the river. I mean, it's going to be a terrific thing. And one thing I was really surprised to read, I got excited about, um, that for the first time in nearly a century, you're going to be able to walk down 17th or 18th. 18th Street, you're going to be able to walk straight from Penn Avenue to Smallman Street all the way down to the Allegheny Riverfront without having to go all the way around like the huge four or five block building. So they actually put tunnels in the produce building. So you're going to be able to walk straight from Penn Avenue. And once you hit Smallman, you're going to be able to cut right through and go down to the river. So anyway, three cheers to the mayor, everybody involved in that project. Who did it? Dan McCaffrey, CEO of McCaffrey Interest, a Chicago developer that was in charge of the project. Anyway. Super excited. All of us in Pittsburgh should be. And speaking of being excited, man, there's a lot coming up on today's show. In the five o'clock hour, as I said, ask the pastor, bring all your questions. We want to hear from you. Open phones in the five o'clock hour with Pastor Chris. And next we'll talk to Matt Smethurst. What do you do when God feels far away? If you've been like me, COVID-19 has messed up a lot of things, including prayer life. So we'll talk about that coming up next. It is the Tuesday of the Ride Home. W-O-R-D. As we traveled the book of Malachi, we talked about giving God our best. Well, this week we discuss a related topic. Is it possible to rob God? Maybe you don't think so, but the prophet Malachi had a strong message for Israel, and that same message is significant for us too. Ring in the new year studying God's word on Through the Bible. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. 
I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Christian recording artist Rachel Nemiroff is coming home for Christmas. The Beaver County native and Nashville musician will present special all-acoustic worship music this Sunday, December 20th at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Join First Presbyterian live on Facebook at 10.45 a.m. or catch the virtual concert at fpcp.org. God is turning your tears into treasure. People say that, you know, since COVID hit and, you know, people are at home more, you're not going out to, you know, as many restaurants, you're not going out to the movies, you're, some of us aren't going to work um, in a workplace, we're going to work at home. I don't know, people say, well, I have more time to pray. I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm more committed to it. I feel more, I don't know, I think I've just gotten messed up. I just don't feel... I guess so much of this current life feels so abnormal that my prayer life also feels abnormal. I mean, I guess I'm just out of the swing of things in so many different ways. I don't know how many of you feel that way or or how many of you feel like this is like a great spiritual time for you. But either way, Matt Smethurst has written a really terrific piece of the Gospel Coalition website about what it's like to just kind of, I don't know, feel out of sorts. Matt's the managing editor for the Gospel Coalition and author of Before You Open Your Bible, Nine Heart Postures for Approaching God's Word. Matt, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Sure. All right, Matt. So you feel out of sorts, yes or no? (laughs) Uh, Depends on the hour. I'm doing okay right now, but I think the last time I, I spoke with you guys was in March, so it's not like much has happened since then. No, no, everything's exactly the same. I'm broadcasting right now from my spare bedroom. I've got like, you know, pink lace curtains all around me. It's not exactly the radio studio that I kind of grew up expecting. (laughs) What about you? Are you writing from home? I am. And uh, actually, I'm sitting in the car doing this, doing this interview. So uh, we're all we're all just making do these days. Right. Yeah, I I guess you're right. Okay. So you wrote a piece that John and I both really appreciated um, that, you know, you tried to pray, you dropped your kids off. It was like your normal time to talk to God and it just didn't come together. Yeah. And I wish I could say that that was um, completely abnormal, but, but honestly, it often seems like uh, my affections aren't keeping up with my theology. I know God is real. I know He is loving. I know He is there. Um, And yet, my heart 
can just feel so sluggish at times. And that just happened to be a morning where uh, I felt it in an acute way. And I, I just thought I would kind of reflect on that, um, that experience for the sake of others who might feel the same way at times. Sure. Now, Matt, if you were like a lot of people who are blogging, they'd say, you know, this happened to me, but I have the top 10 things you can do to solve this immediately. Right? Because that's the kind of thing we're looking for. I am so grateful you did not write an article like that, or we probably wouldn't have you back on the show, because that's just not real life. I know it seems like that's the kind of cure we want, but it's not often a kind of thing where we just, okay, do the top 10 things to get yourself together. Right. There's no magic bullet solution because we're talking about a relationship, just like in any human relationship, especially a deeply intimate one with a with a best friend or with a spouse or with a, a, a child. Uh, there, there are going to be ebbs and flows. There are going to be relational dynamics that can get complicated and even messy at times. And our relationship with God is is no different. I mean, what, what is different is that he is always good. He, he never fails us. He never lets us down as others might. And yet there's still that uh, interactive, uh, interpersonal dynamic that is not like a, like a, uh, a light switch you can just turn on. You can't, we, you can't microwave your heart. Right. Now, it, that at the, as I say that, though, I don't want to give the impression that there's nothing we can do either. Or obviously, you wouldn't have a, an article because you did write some things that we can do. But so it's not like a math problem that you can just add up the right things and you're going to have the, the right answer and you're going to feel close to God again. Um, but there are things that you can do. Let's start talking about some of those. So you said that if you would have felt discouraged, not close to God, and then just gave up, you just went and, you know, watched a movie or decided to read a book or go to work or whatever, then that wouldn't have been the right path. Now, fortunately, that's not what you did. Right. And of course, as I said, I, I, I've done that all too often. And yet I found that that I've never regretted actually pressing in, pressing into the, the discomfort, pressing into the maybe sense of numbness or indifference toward the Lord and just seeking him. I think one of the kind of watershed moments for me was a few years ago when I was reading Lamentations 3, which is most famous for the verse that says, uh, his, his, his mercies are new every morning, great is his faithfulness. But there's another verse in that chapter, which says, uh, this is Lamentations 3, 31 to 33. It says, for no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. Uh, the that that word willingly really stuck out to me. That the ESV translates it. He he does not afflict from his heart. Uh, uh, another translation says he does not enjoy bringing affliction. And the reason that was so profound to me is because that is a reminder that God is not playing games with us. It's not. He's not. It's not this kind of cosmic game of of hard to get where he's just messing with us keeping us at arm's length so that we'll miss him or or trying to make it difficult just for his own entertainment no he even like he desires us far more than we desire him Mm -hmm. and uh that's the first thing one has to internalize if they're going to push through the difficulty and seek him to know that he wants to be found 
Yeah. And that's a good point. And that's where the theology that you speak has to be a theology that you actually believe. If you believe that God really is the one who sought after us and he was the one who initiated a relationship with us. If you believe that, then when you go to pray, you also have to believe that. Yes. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with um, the song. It's relatively new, but it's called Jesus Strong and Kind by a band called City of Light. And I would commend it to all of your oh, no. listeners. It's, it's a beautiful song. And what I like about it, Kathy, is that the, the refrain of it is, is all about us coming to Jesus. So, uh, you know, Jesus said, if I thirst, I should come to him. Jesus said, if I am weak, I should come to him. Jesus said that if I fear, I should come to him. But the final verse is, Jesus said, if I am lost, he will come to me. And it ends on this note of God's sovereign initiative to make possible this relationship with him that he now welcomes us into day by day. Oh, I love that. That's Matt Smethurst. Before you open your Bible, Nine Heart Postures for Approaching God's Word is his latest book. Um, Matt, talk about examining, talk like realizing where we are sin-wise yep. with God. Yeah, well, the the principle with with examining is like what I was saying earlier about what like with any relationship, uh, it's important to see is there any is there any impediment here? Is there anything that that needs to be repaired? And the Bible is clear that that while God is is love, He is also light, and He cannot have fellowship with with darkness. And so, if we are living in sin, coddling sin, making peace with sin, uh, then we are uh, we are putting up obstructions in our relationship with God. Our union with Christ may not be affected, but our communion uh, on a daily basis emphatically is. And so, I just think it's a, it's if you're feeling distant from God, it should be a fresh summons to take stock of your heart, take stock of your life, both in public and in private, and to think through: Are hey, are there areas where I am just coasting spiritually at best or at worst, um, harboring some kind of secret sin. Uh, so that, that's, that's what I was trying to get at in that section. And I also made the point, don't do it alone, uh, which is, I think, one of the things, Kathy, that's been hardest in this pandemic yeah, is agree. that we haven't had um, the community to be able to do the self-examination in the way the Bible um, wants us to. Right. Yeah, I know. And I don't know. It just seems like the cruelest era to me that people are punished for reaching out. People are are punished for, you know, for being close to one another and, uh, you know, sitting together, singing together. I mean, it's just I don't know. We're going to look back on this and we're going to say, I can't believe we all survived that. I mean, thanks be to God. I know that we will. But gosh, it's just I don't know. Yeah. It's and one, really and one thing I, I want to say to just maybe encourage Someone listening in who does feel isolated relationally from others and 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 is feeling uh, distant from God, those things are related. In other words, if if you were if you if you had lived through your first pandemic here in 2020 and it's December and you feel like you're doing better spiritually than you ever have in your life, I'm not sure that's necessarily a great sign because that would indicate that perhaps you weren't as reliant on Christian community as you ought to have been. So the fact that we are feeling impoverished spiritually 
after having gone months not having the regular rhythms of gathering with God's people is actually, I think, an indication that we were made for each other. And when that's taken away, we are going to suffer. Yeah, I completely with you on that. Matt, I think that's also an encouragement, right? Or, and it's a, it's a bit of comfort, but it's also an encouragement that, you know, there's something coming that's going to be different than this. We're not going to be stuck in this forever. Um, and, uh, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, even though the tunnel is going to be long. Um, Matt, listen, our time's up. I want to thank you so much for being here. There's much more to talk about in uh, the article that Matt has written for the Gospel Coalition. I'll post it on our Facebook page, tweet it out later. Um, what to do when God feels far away. Matt Smethurst, his latest book, Before You Open Your Bible, Nine Heart Postures for Approaching God's Word. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Kathy. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at oozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to a $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit termprovider.com. termprovider.com. After 10 surgeries to repair the cleft lip and palate she was born with, Vilia saw her new forever smile. After spending his first 114 days of life in the NICU, AJ graduated. After Ella's ninth brain surgery this year, music helped her heal. After enduring cancer treatments, Sam, Sean, and Tristan celebrated. Your generosity makes moments like these possible for kids at UPMC Children's Hospital. Donate to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation today. Give to childrens.org. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. With Merrill Guided Investing, you have the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Member SIPC. 
This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight will become cloudy. We'll see a low tonight of 27. Tomorrow, snow will begin in the late morning and continue through much of tomorrow night. Storm total snow fall 4 to 8 inches with near a foot in the laurels. Travel will become slow and difficult. We'll see a high tomorrow, 33. Tomorrow night's low, 26. Thursday, cloudy and brisk with a few flurries. Thursday's high, 34. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. this for a Christmas present. No mortgage or rent payments for an entire year. Bring it, I say. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes sponsored by our friends at Trinity Jewelers. One grand prize winner will have their mortgage or rent covered up to $15,000 for the coming year. It's another perk for being a Word FM fan club member, so register or win. To join the fan club, please go to wordfm.com forward slash contests. Okay, speaking of winning, um, it's a winning experience to watch the show unfold. So please find us on Facebook right now. You can see my mug and Mike's and John's taking a day off, but you can see his tomorrow um, when he's back with us. Anyway, we'd love to see you on Facebook and hear from you on the stream there. Um, And let's talk about restaurants. So there's this article today in the PG, um, Tyler Digg. Yeah. Um, It's his piece uh, called Restaurants Defy Governor Wolf's Pandemic Restrictions on Offering Indoor Dining. Um, So it says here, nearly 40,000 people are now following a new Facebook page containing a list of Pennsylvania restaurants refusing to close their dining rooms during the pandemic. Al's Cafe in Bethel Park is on the list, and owner Rod Ambrogi said it's simple. Quote, we're in dire need now for some kind of financial help, which we're not getting from the state or the federal government, he said on Monday. So somebody's got to stand up for their rights to try to make a living. He said his restaurant and employees can't survive by serving takeout only. That breaks my heart. I mean, like I said in the last segment, these are such cruel times. I mean, for goodness sakes. Okay, so here's the thing. We're doing, we've got four people living here in our house. Um, My husband and I, two teenage daughters, and of course the cats. But we don't usually consult them before we do takeout. Anyway, so we do takeout as often as we can. But doing takeout for four people can get a little pricey, right? A little costly. It's not like we, you know, on a regular basis would go out for dinner once a week or something like that. But anyway, we're trying to do it as much as we can simply because I've never been to Al's Cafe in Bethel Park. But poor Rod and all the other restaurant owners, I mean, I just feel so badly for you guys. I mean, oh, anyway, um, But I also have to say, I wouldn't be comfortable going to eat in a restaurant right now. I just wouldn't be. So Mike, what do you say? If, if, you know, Mrs. New Mike said, Hey, I want to go out for dinner tomorrow night. Would you say, yeah, I'm up for that. Actually. Yeah. I think, I think I would, you know, as long as, you know, the restaurants, uh, uh, you know, uh, performing and executing the, the, the the roles, or I shouldn't say roles, but, uh, um, the, regulations the recommendations, that are in place. recommendations. Good um, word. You know, to, to stay six feet apart, wear a mask. You know, um, <laughs> but I always, I always find it funny. I, I was, I actually ate at Eaton Park a couple weeks ago, 
And um, I love Eaton Park. You uh, know how much I love Eaton absolutely. Park. Absolutely. Heck yeah. And the pies there, bomb. Uh, lemon meringue. Hello. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it was just, it was so funny because like, you walk in, your mask is on, you walk about 10 to 15 feet when they, where they seat you. Right. And then you take your mask off. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's just very, it seems very weird to me. Um, what that you're that you should that you're eating you're sitting there with your mask off but all the times you're in transit you have to have it on right right right, right I know it's um, weird but uh, will I go out again and, and eat somewhere I, absolutely um, okay you know these these restaurants like you said they don't they're not getting any government funding right now I know they need um, help for goodness something sake. you know yeah, anything heck yeah you know I I don't blame them I really don't blame them I'm right they're they're trying to make a living they're trying to put food on the table yep. they're trying to help their their family out they're trying to yeah, survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, if they're not getting anything from the government, what what can you do? Right. You have to step up. OK, so even if I'm one of those people that's not comfortable going and eating in a restaurant, I want you to know, like for all of my favorite places, I am there regularly because I just want to do whatever part I can do to make sure yeah. that you guys survive. Um, so if you want to say anything about that, weigh in on the restaurant situation, we'd love to hear from you. We're streaming live on Facebook. So you can put your comments right there at the bottom of the stream. I'll try to get back to you at commercial breaks and um, look forward to hearing from you as we continue to expand the ride home family. All right, I need to step away. But when I come back, I'm excited to have Dan Darling back. I love Dan. Um, Dan works for the National Religious Broadcasters Association. Today, we're going to talk about the real Christmas story. What does it have to say to a time like now? That's next on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. If you've known the disappointment of a failed marriage, then you can testify to a broken heart. This week on Through the Bible, we find comfort and conviction from an unexpected source, the Old Testament book of Malachi. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll be sure to save you a seat on the Bible bus as together we travel through Malachi. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. Our local approach to manufacturing and retail has been at the core of our business model for over 30 years. We're proud to be a part of this community where you aren't just our customer, you are our neighbor. We believe in the power of supporting small businesses and feel it's more important now than ever. So consider shopping local this holiday season to support the restaurants, retailers, service providers, and manufacturers that are at the heart of this community. We wish you a happy and healthy holiday season. When you're shopping for a new mattress, knowledge is power. That's why transparency is at the heart of everything we do at the Original Mattress Factory. All of our mattresses are hand-built and hometown-made. And our factories are open to the public, so you can see exactly how we make each product. While the mattress industry often makes shopping confusing on purpose, the Original Mattress Factory shows you exactly what we're made of. Visit your local OMF location to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Christian recording artist Rachel Nemiroff is coming home for Christmas. The Beaver County native and Nashville musician will present special all-acoustic worship music this Sunday, December 20th at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Join First Presbyterian live on Facebook at 1045 a.m. or catch the virtual concert at fpcp.org. God is turning your tears into treasure. 
What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. And MLS consumer access. Network number 3030. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Help at Home, formerly XL Home Care, can provide a warm, family-like environment with a Help at Home caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call Help at Home, 412-212-8950, I come from a uh, 50% Polish family, and by 50%, I mean that uh, that's 50% of my genes, but all of my dad's genes were Polish, both sides, like deeply, deeply ethnic. And when it came to Christmas, uh, it was a big deal. I mean, Christmas was like the high holiday of the year for anyone in my dad's family. And so we have this, you know, deeply um, traditional Christmas Eve dinner. We have these, you know, different crazy things that we do and weird things that we eat. And it's just such a big thing. And people come from all over and everybody dresses up and the food is really great. And the table's really beautiful and all of that. And I don't know how long ago it was, maybe seven or eight years ago, um, on Christmas Eve morning, my father-in-law got sick and it was maybe, I don't know, 10 or 11 in the morning. We got a phone call saying that he was being taken to the hospital and um, my mother-in-law had MS and she had was wheelchair bound for many decades. And so my husband had to get in the car on Christmas Eve morning and he had to traverse across Pennsylvania to go take care of his mom and take care of his dad and kind of manage everything out in Lancaster County. And um, so it made for a really, really sad Christmas Eve. And then the very next morning on Christmas day, my dad came down with pneumonia. And so it was maybe nine in the morning on Christmas day, I was over at my parents' house, which is close to where I live now. And I was dealing with an ambulance and I had, you know, physician on the phone. I did the whole thing and he was in the hospital here. So my husband had his father in the hospital on one side of the state. I had my father in the hospital on this side of the state. Needless to say, we totally missed Christmas. Uh, the next, you know, seven or eight days or a blur. But I remember after the season was over, looking back on it and thinking that didn't seem like Christmas because we missed, you know, all the pretty pictures and all the good food and all the songs and all of that. But then I thought to myself upon reflection that as horrible as it was, and it truly, truly was horrible, um, that it was probably a lot more like the first Christmas than anything that we'd celebrated up to that point. Okay, so to talk about the real Christmas, I've invited my friend Dan Darling back to the program. Dan is the Senior Vice President of National Religious Broadcasters Association and the author of several great books, including The Dignity Revolution and his newest, The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. Dan, how are you? Welcome back. Kathy, it's great to be with you, and uh, it's great to talk about Christmas. 
Yeah. So you heard my story, right? I mean, that's, um, it, it was, it was a really hard time. And I got to be honest with, uh, all of, you know, my, uh, my husband and I have lost all of our parents just in the last, uh, five years. And it's been, we've had a ton of hard Christmases since then, but that first realization in my head that maybe this horrible Christmas was closer to the first one was a real revelation. Mm. Well, it really is. And, you know, I, I think people are realizing that, you know, are feeling that this year, um, that you know this is a hard year um and like you, you your family experienced that christmas that uh, a lot of pain and suffering and there's there's um for many families this year there's uh chairs around the table that are empty because uh they, they've lost someone or we've lost people close to us because of covid uh uh there's a lot of unrest in the world there's a lot of uncertainty uh, uh instability around us this has been a year filled with uh COVID and uh, racial tension and division over the election, but it's a lot like the first Christmas. You know, Jesus came into a world uh, and he came to a people that was cynical and jaded. There was uh, political corruption, religious corruption. Uh, people suffer. Uh, even the Christmas story itself, you have Herod slaughtering young babies. Um, and so I think people need to understand that, um, uh, Christmas can be joyful and wonderful and celebrations, uh, but you don't have to manufacture this kind of holly holly feeling. Uh, you can bring your your pain and your sorrow uh, to Christmas. Uh, that I, like, like I like to tell people, uh, whether you see you're like Andy Williams and you feel it's the most wonderful time of the year, or you're like Merle Haggard and you're just trying to make it through December, um, uh, Christmas kind of has those range of emotions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've been really dealing with that this year, um, Dan, and trying to figure out if being sorrowful kind of takes me out of the Christmas equation. Do you know what I mean? What do you say? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in some ways, sorrow and lament and longing are part of the Christmas uh, narrative. I mean, if you think about the people that Jesus came to, they were longing for a Messiah. They were waiting and waiting and um when the angel Gabriel comes to uh, uh, Zechariah in the temple and he says, your prayers have been answered. Zechariah, on the one hand, has been praying for this his whole life, for Messiah to come. He's been praying for uh, a child that not that not had the ability to have children. And yet he, he prayed for his whole life, but didn't really believe that it would happen. And, you know, too many disappointments, too many hardships. And so... There is a heaviness to the season, too, uh, a waiting, a longing, and anticipation. I, I think we feel that this year, more than other years, that we have gone through this long, hard year. We've lost people. We know there's hope around the horizon with the vaccine, and things are going to get back to normal, but we can't quite see it yet. Um, and this idea of waiting for something to come, Christmas is that. It's it's that Jesus has come, that the, the baby, this vulnerable baby, is the answer to all of this, that he uh, is renewing and restoring the world. And yet we're also waiting for the second advent, where he will come and finally fix and put right everything that's broken and everything that's hard. And so I think Christmas really does capture the lament of the longing of the season. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's Dan Darling, Senior VP, National Religious Broadcasters Association. His brand new book is called The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. Okay, so Dan, you and I and John have talked a lot in the last couple of years. We've lamented, you know, the 
um, the disappearance of American institutions um, because of lack of faith in them, um, people, the rise of the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, people who don't believe anything in America. Um, we've lamented political corruption, the angst of the election, all those sorts of things. And you're saying that when Jesus came, it was actually kind of similar. It really was. Uh, Jesus can make people very troubled. Uh, he, he, uh, God in his sovereignty chose to have a poor peasant couple um, be the ones who would care for Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph, by saying yes to the, the call of God. We're saying yes to a hard and difficult life. Now, we look back on Mary, Jesus has blessed him a woman, and we revere Joseph for his faithfulness. Uh, but what they were signing up for was a very hard and difficult mission. Um, Jesus came into a world where people, um, you know, the Jewish people, every day they had to walk past uh, the Roman flag flying high above their land, which was a symbol of their occupation. They had been passed from one um, occupier to another over several hundred years. They had not heard the prophets speak or angels uh, come over a message to them. Um, this is the people he came to, and yet he is the one. Uh, about who Mary, if you read her prayer, says that he's the one who's going to topple those who are in power. He's going to mm-hmm. um, make things right. He's going to be the one that's going to bring justice and, and light uh, to the world and, and help. And we still believe that 2,000 years later, that this baby uh, in the manger who would go on to uh, suffer an unjust death and would rise again has defeated sin and death in the grave and his kingdom has come. And one day he will renew and restore and fix everything that we look around and see that is just so distressing. Mm, Yeah. So the nativity sets that we have are pretty, you know, of course we already know that they're minimalistic. I mean, but they often give, I think the wrong impression, you know, it's just, you know, beautiful, peaceful scene. Everything's happy. I mean, it's a pretty baby. There's a nice star. There's the whole thing. You know, I guess it would be better to have like a cacophony going on around the manger if we were going to show it appropriately, like complete, like death, destruction, disaster, corruption, doubt, everything. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. The ordinary people as that were part of the Christmas, original Christmas story did not know that they would be subjects of uh, Christmas pageants and nativity sets and you know, adorn our Christmas cards. They didn't right, know right. that. All they knew is they were going about living their lives. The shepherds were tending their sheep in the in, in the fields. They did not expect an angelic chorus to, to disrupt their evening and to announce the birth of the Son of God, this long-awaited promise. Uh, Joseph was a uh, faithful uh, carpenter, and Mary was just. Uh, they were planning on getting married. It's just an ordinary Jewish couple with very little money or power or agency or anything. They did not know that their lives would be disrupted and they'd be interpreted for the Son of God. Um, and you think about, you know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and you think about Simeon and Anna. These are just ordinary people that uh, said yes to the call of God and were part of this original Christmas story. And it was messy that whether it was in a cave or a little inn or whatever it was there in Bethlehem, um, it was not pretty. There was not spotlights. There was not uh, choir singing behind them, uh, illuminating them. It was a hard thing to give labor uh, in in not great situation. And imagine the people that were there staying at the inn uh, that were traveling. Um, did they understand that this couple with this baby would be uh, the Son of God. Um, they probably didn't. And, and yet it is this very 
simple setting uh, where God chose to send Jesus into the world. It's Dan Darling, Senior VP, National Religious Broadcasters Association. The new book is called The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. Um, Just a couple of minutes left, Dan. So for people who are feeling left out, too sad, too poor, too sick uh, to be involved in Christmas, you're saying that that's actually okay. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you can take those feelings to Jesus and, you know, who knows what it is to be rejected despised and rejected of men. He knows what it is to be alone. Uh, he was alone on the cross. The Father turned his face away. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, he knows what it is to go through hardship and suffering. And yet he could bear all that so that we would never truly have to be alone if we know God through Jesus, that we have a friend in him, and we can take those things to him. Um, and I think this is, um, you know, Christmas is a little different for people this year, but I do think we can find joy even in the midst of uh, difficult circumstances. Well, you've helped me. I appreciate this piece. Haven't seen the book yet, Dan, but very much looking forward to it. I want to say Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, Kathy, and thankful really for just the great work you're doing here on the radio. Yeah. And we're thankful for the great work you're doing and for our continued friendship. That's Dan Darling. If you want to find more information about the book, The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus, just go to Dan Darling on... uh, Dan, what's your website? Oh, he's gone. Find him on Twitter. Dan Darling. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. How are you? Hey, take a big whiff. Mmm, can you smell it? The real hickory wood burning long and slow in our smokehouse to smoke our old-fashioned hickory smoked hams. Have you ever tried a Springhouse smoked ham? The meat is so tender it falls right off the bone when it comes out of the oven. And the taste, mm mm-mm, a taste of days gone by. A Springhouse hickory smoked ham makes a great corporate gift in a big Springhouse box with a big red bow on top. Or how about for all those sage folks that remember smoking their own hams as youngsters? Give us a call at 724-228-3339 to order your whole or half hickory smoked ham from the Springhouse. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And Merry Christmas from all of us at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Who do you trust? It might be fair to say it's a pretty short list, as well as it should be. And in this weird and fractured age, it's a good question to ask yourself, who do you trust? Faith and family are important. Bedrocks to most of us. Gratefully so. So when you're thinking of your money, the hard work that went into you earning your living, turn to those who also know, love, trust, faith, and family. That's the family from United Faith Mortgage. I'm not saying they're perfect. They're like the rest of us. They show up and try to move things forward every day in faith with family. So if you're thinking about a mortgage, refinancing, cash out refinancing, then you've got to look at the good family at United Faith Mortgage. Look for them online, 
UnitedFaithMortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, President of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Not on my watch, our military service members say, as they volunteer to serve. Not on my watch, they say, as they leave their families behind to keep the rest of ours safe. As they move out, stand firm, and take fire. So not on our watch, we say, to the severely ill or injured veterans who can't get the care they deserve, the therapists they need to walk again, the treatment they need to talk again, the lifetime of day-to-day help they need to live full and independent lives. When there's no more government funding, or a nursing home seems like the only option, or everyone says there's no hope for recovery, we won't leave one warrior behind. Not on our watch. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org. I'm so relieved that I can call it Starlake again. I mean, I just, I, all the different name changes that the place, you know, has had, you know, the place out there, the pavilion, it was called S&T Bank Music Pavilion. It was called, what? You call it the Post-Gazette Pavilion, right, Mike? Right, yeah, yes. Okay, well, forget it, because it's Starlink again. What? Yes, I'm super excited. You know what? I I, I am too. Keep it, and I, I wonder how long it's going to be that way, though. Well, I don't know, but I would, I would, I'm just happy that we've decided on something. Yeah. So this is the this is the outdoor amphitheater I'm talking about, like in Burgettstown. You know, right. those of you who are from around Pittsburgh know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, so... Uh, the name could change, apparently. I'm reading here from the PG, if, or from the trip, pardon me. Uh, if a company buys the naming rights for the next season. <laughs> so, of course, I'm hoping that nobody buys the naming rights because I can't stand to call it something else. The so, people who operate the pavilion are probably hoping that someone, you know, ponies up some money, but whatever. So is this I'm the default name? name? Yeah. Wow. It just says, when it opens, hopefully in 2021, fans might once again be going to Star Lake, the original name of the amphitheater. That is the news report today. Keep it that way. Exactly. Okay. Um, A couple things. Um, Film-wise, the story comes today that The Dark Knight and Grease are among the films inducted into the National Film Registry. I'm reading here from the LA Times. Okay, um, here, so the the, um, National Film Registry inducts films every single year. Um, They aim to preserve movies of cultural, historical, 
or aesthetic importance, ranging from blockbusters and musical to silent films, documentaries, and adaptations. Okay, so it's a big deal when your film is inducted into the National Film Registry. So um, there are a whole bunch of uh, movies that were just inducted today that I've never heard of but you know like film isn't my number one thing but i will read you a couple and you can tell me if you think they're worthwhile all right uh the blues brothers mike you have feelings about that i've never seen it never what? seen the blues brothers no what? i know it. i know it i know i need to so many people oh, have you told me to laugh. watch this film you will laugh oh my gosh anyway watch it tonight the blues brothers being there no i don't want Probably shouldn't watch. Well, whatever. Um, I'll let you make your own decisions. You're an adult. Uh, Buena Vista Social Club, A Clockwork Orange, which I thought was horrific. And I'm very sad that that's going in. The Dark Knight. You Dark Knight oh, fan? Oh, absolutely. Mike? Christopher Nolan, okay, director. Yeah, that, Hans Zimmer. That deserves, to, that deserves to be in there. Grease, I thought was a very annoying film. I did so, too. So, you know, whatever. But it's My going in. The Hurt, oh, was it? The Hurt Locker's going in. The Joy Luck Club. Shrek. I think Shrek's totally overrated. I never liked it. I really didn't think it was that great. Why is it national? Why is it historic? I don't know. Anyway, much more to come. Five o'clock edition. Ride home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has acknowledged for the first time that Joe Biden has been elected president. McConnell made his remarks on the Senate floor today, a day after the Electoral College affirmed Biden's victory. This comes after state and federal courts around the country have rejected cases filed by President Trump alleging fraud. Hundreds more U.S. hospitals gearing up to vaccinate their workers and federal health officials are reviewing a second COVID-19 shot. About 400 hospitals and other health care facilities will be getting their first shipments of the Pfizer vaccine today. Stocks closing broadly higher on Wall Street, breaking a four-day losing streak for the S&P 500. A measure of small company stocks hit a record high, as did the Nasdaq Composite. The Nasdaq up 155 points to date. The Dow gained 337. This is SRN News. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima tax relief they have an a-plus rating with the better business bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible don't mess with the irs for tax help you need for tax help you can trust call optima now for a free consultation call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now, but if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Paper, postage, addressing, stamping, holiday cards are fun to get, not so much fun to send. Time and money and how many people don't even get your card for that very reason. This holiday, surprise everybody with CrossCards.com. Free holiday e-cards that let you share the joy, the fun, the love, the happiness, and God's inspiration all free. Even animated and interactive cards. No paper, no postage, no handwritten addressing. Just great-looking e-cards for the people who deserve them. Whatever the occasion, send CrossCards.com. Tonight will become cloudy. We'll see a low tonight of 27. Tomorrow, snow will begin in the late morning and continue through much of tomorrow night. Storm total snow fall 4 to 8 inches with near a foot in the laurels. Travel will become slow and difficult. We'll see a high tomorrow, 33. Tomorrow night's low, 26. Thursday, cloudy and brisk with a few flurries. Thursday's high, 34. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, welcome in. Kathy Emmons with you today, along with Mike Duffy, who's holding everything down, making all the trains run on time in the Word FM studios. I come to you from my spare room, because COVID ruins everything. Also, John Hall has a day off today, so we're happy to have you along, but sad that he's not here. want to let you know that just in a couple minutes, we're going to be opening, opening up the phone lines at 800-320-8255, our Ask the Pastor segment with Pastor Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg. He joins us on a regular basis, and we're looking for all your questions. I'm telling you, if there is a question that you have that you think to yourself, I'm just, I'm embarrassed to ask this because I know it's stupid. You know, I should have asked somebody this when I was in second grade or sixth grade or whatever. And now I'm too old or I should know better. I'm, you know, I've been to college and, you know, I have a PhD and I still don't know this, or I've never been to college or I never finished high school and I still don't know. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much schooling you have. All of us, or have had, all of us have a ton of questions that are really elementary that we just need someone to ask them to. That's why Pastor Chris Marshall comes for our Ask the Pastor segment. It's a ton of fun. We're going to be opening up the phone lines in just a minute. But before we do that, I do have a couple things I want to talk about. First is Christmas. So here's the thing. 
I mentioned if you were with me in the four o'clock hour, and if you weren't, you can always catch our podcast. Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and that means all over the place. Um, also, and let me say in a parenthetical way, um, that you can also watch the show right now on Facebook. Get onto Facebook, get onto the Ride Home with John and Kathy page, and come and say hi. I'll be happy to answer you and say hi back um, at the commercial break. Um, so uh, Facebook Live every single day from four to six, if you'd like to watch the show as uh, along with listening to it. Um, but Christmas is coming up. And I mentioned in the four o'clock hour that I come from a super ethnic family. And all the years I was growing up and all the years that I was an adult hosting Christmas myself, Christmas was the big deal. It was the big family deal of the entire year. My dad's whole family Polish on both sides. And so my mom just kind of got absorbed into that, even though she didn't have any Polish blood and everybody treated me like I was a hundred percent. And so our Polish tradition, as I said, centered around Christmas in particular on Christmas Eve. And so we have all these, you know, weirdo food traditions. So of course there's no meat that's served on Christmas Eve. Um, it's, it's a meatless holiday celebration. Christmas Eve is the big holiday. Christmas Christmas Day, not so much. Christmas Eve is the big deal. Um, so for Christmas Eve, you start out with soup. We start out with crab bisque. And then after that, you know, all the pierogies come out and we have pierogies, you know, seven, eight kinds. Sometimes we've had as much as 11 kinds. Sometimes we've only had three kinds, but you never miss the pierogies. So you have that, you have something like pickled herring, or you have smoked salmon, you have uh, delicious rolls, you have something that has to do with cranberry whether it's cranberry sauce or maybe it's cranberry jello or something crazy like that. Um, you've got green beans, you've got, you know, salad with cranberries, all those sorts of things. But the number one thing, of course, you don't have is meat because it's a fast day. And the big celebration the next day is when you have your ham and whatever. But when I think of this year, both of my parents have just passed away within the last 18 months. Christmas is totally, completely different. And with COVID, I'm not, I can't go anywhere and nobody's coming here. So it's like everything is completely different. And if you're from an Italian background, I know that the Feast of the Seven Fishes is what traditional Italian families do on Christmas Eve. And of course, how are you going to do that? I mean, unless you have a ton of kids, um, you're probably not going to prepare that for just a couple people. Um, I saw an article in today's PG that I thought was fascinating about people who are craving the Feast of the Seven Fishes. And guess what they're recommending? is that you order takeout. Now I'm telling you, this is amazing. There are restaurants in Pittsburgh, which are preparing a feast of the seven fishes for you to come get on Christmas Eve and take it with you. I mean, how about that? Talk about these restaurateurs like putting their best foot forward. Um, this is a quote from uh, Dave Anoya of D. Anoya's uh, place, which is right on Penn Avenue in the Strip District. He said, listen, we wouldn't have done a takeout for the Feast of Seven Fishes of Not For Restrictions because it is much, much harder to do. Normally, we would just plate the dishes and take them out to people sitting at tables. But now, on top of cooking them, we need to pack the items and store them until they're picked up. So chefs from all over the place who are trying to cater, especially to Italian families, are coming up with menus featuring dips, cold salads, fish dishes that travel well and can be packed in deli containers and breathable wraps. To help diners enjoy a restaurant-style experience, they will be including heating instructions, of course, in the takeout. So when you get them home, you can figure out what the heck to do at that point. So, Mike, let me ask you, um, have you ever celebrated a Feast of the Seven Fishes? No, I haven't. But uh, thank God for this because I am notorious for burning mm -hmm. food. So this mm -hmm. is perfect for everyone out there that 
It's just awesome. not that great of a cook like sure. myself. Sure. Uh, I'm not going to say my wife. Uh, that, that wouldn't be too good. I'm no, not going to throw be. her under the bus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love this. This is a great idea. This okay, is perfect. Well, listen, I have a couple places. I want you, you know, if you're Italian and you really want to do something on Christmas Eve, I want you to get out your pen and paper or just, you know, listen to the podcast later on and write it down then. Bar, Mar- Bar Marco in the Strip District, Senti in Lawrenceville, Dianoia's in the Strip, 1905 Eatery in McKee's Rocks, Stagioni's in the South Side, Luke Woolley's Wild Alaskan Grill, also on Penn Avenue in the Strip District. Every one of those places is doing a takeout feast of the seven fishes. Now, listen, I'm waiting for the Polish restaurants to, like, start doing the, you know, the the, the crazy Polish thing that I do. So I can go pick that up. The crazy you pierogies. that's likely, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It's- listen, I love the place I go for pierogies. I'll give them a plug. Uh, the Forgotten Taste, which is they have several locations all around Pittsburgh. But if you're looking for the authentic, th- I mean, like, the real thing, like my grandma made forgotten taste it's a polish family um they do such a great job they have so many delicious varieties their potato and bacon are to die for Mm. okay so just store that away anyway hey listen it is time for ask the pastor so mike is standing by 800-320-8255 800-320-8255 pastor chris marshall will be on zoom with me in just a couple minutes we're waiting for your phone calls anything that you have a question about god about the bible about christian living about denominations about you name it you can give us a call 800-320-8255 it's the tuesday edition of the ride home talk to you soon 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Remember, the reason that Matthew gives us this genealogy was to prove to Jewish readers that Jesus is the Messiah of Israel and the deliverer, the Son of God for the world. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. Of all the women in the world, You chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers for when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage 
and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. I got Chris Marshall here. If you're on Zoom, right, if you're watching us live on Facebook, you can see that I've got Chris Marshall right here on Zoom from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg. Saxonburg. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing, Kathy? Welcome back. It's like, it's great to have us next to one another, even if we're not in the same room. Right. I guess we're about 45 miles apart. I think right we are. Right next to each other. Yeah, it's all right. The We've drive home's in- a lot better this way. <laughs> I know. It really does make that. You go through a lot less gasoline. I can tell uh, you that for, for sure. sure. All right. Phone lines are open at 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255 for our Ask the Pastor segment. Chris is game for anything. He said oftentimes his last name does not begin with T. So he does not have perfect answers for you, but he will give you the very best that he's got. So if you've got questions about God, about your relationship with God, about denominations or church or the Bible or whatever, we're looking for your phone calls at 800-320-8255. Also streaming right now on Facebook. So if you've got a question, you can put it there as well. All right. Um, I've got a couple who are already in the queue as far as email goes, and I'm going to start with that. Mike's busy uh, answering the phone calls right now. Chris, let me begin here. Okay. Um, if this is from Maxine, uh, she says, dear Kathy, please ask pastor if Jesus was God and was sinless, why did he have to be born from a woman at all? Couldn't he just have appeared somewhere? Well, I think the, the answer to that is he certainly could have just appeared from somewhere, but then he wouldn't have been like us. I think one of the things that's very uh, apparent in scripture, in the book of Hebrews, we're told that that he was like us in In every every way, way, except without sin. And also uh, in the book of Philippians in chapter two, when you you have the passage where um, Paul tells us to have the same attitude that was in Jesus, who, though he was in very nature, God emptied himself and Mm -hmm. became a human being. So I, I don't think it was a matter of of did he have to come this way in order to, uh, since he was God, he had to come that way because he needed to be a person. Mm -hmm. You know, if he was going to, if he was going to be the, the, the one who paid the penalty for human sin, he had to be born as a human being. And he was in the same way as us. I mean, obviously one major exception, the, the father was the Holy spirit, not another human being. But other than that, I mean, he, he came into the world in the usual way, uh, very humble circumstances, which we're celebrating, obviously, in the week ahead. But I think that, that the main answer to that question is everything that was possible to be the same uh, as every other human being needed to happen in <laughs> Jesus' life so he could be the substitute for us. Thank you, Maxine, for your uh, question on email. And uh, we're looking for you at 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Mike, we have a caller? 
Stuart. Stuart, thanks for calling the ride home. Happy to have you with us. Stuart, what's your question for Pastor Chris? Uh, Pastor Chris, uh-huh. I was want to know how you felt about the commandments of our Lord in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 of orderly worship, where two or three men should speak in God's house. And if a woman has a question, you go home and ask her own husband. Those are commandments from our Lord. How do you feel about those? Okay. The first thing, Stuart, I want to say is it honestly doesn't matter how I feel about anything. And I'm not being smart. I'm just saying a lot of, of how we live our lives today has to do with feelings rather than um, truth. I, I often say, probably I say it at least once a month here at New Life, that our goal as followers of Jesus, according to to, pass, uh, to the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, is to grow up and be mature. And to do that, um, or uh, the evidence that we have done that is we won't be tossed to and fro by every wave of doctrine or the cunning of people, but instead we'll speak the truth in love. And so my goal, whenever John and Kathy invite me on, is that I'm going to speak the truth of God in, the, in love, in Jesus' love, and, and so when you ask that question, and I'm, I'm going to make sure I turn there because um, I don't want to just answer off the top of my head, but I, I know what you're talking about. In 1 Corinthians 14, there's actually a lot of content in there that's very controversial because the first half of the chapter talks about speaking in tongues, and then he gets into orderly worship. And then when he gets to the, the point that you're talking about, Steward, where it says, as in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law says. If there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Then verse 36, and I'm looking at the English Standard Version. The King James Version is very similar, and it says, or was it from, or, I'm sorry, the King James Version is exactly the only one that gets it right. Um, but in ESV, it says, or was it from you that the word of God came? At the beginning of verse 36, in the original Greek language, there's an eta. It's just one of the letters of the Greek alphabet. But in eight places in Paul's writings, that eta is there, and it, it actually is an interrogative. It means what? So if, if you read, it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. And then, and it says in many English translations, or was it from you that the word of God came? It actually says, what? Okay, as in all the churches of saints, women should keep silent in church. It goes, what? Was it from you that the word of God came? Or are you the only ones it has reached? And then it says, if anyone thinks he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that the things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. Well, what did Paul write? A couple chapters earlier, he said, when a woman prophesies or prays, she should have her head covered. So how is it in a couple of chapters earlier, he says, a woman should prophesy with her head covered or pray with her head covered. And and then a few chapters later, he he says, women shouldn't speak in church. Either Paul is sort of schizophrenic. I got an answer for you. Huh? I can answer okay, my question. I'm, I'm, you know what? Hold on, Stuart. Uh, I appreciate you call, your call. Mike, could you pot Stuart down for me? Stuart, I appreciate it. Um, we're here to hear Pastor Chris's answer. So if you, Chris, just keep on talking. So so bottom line is, as we look at the whole of First Corinthians, the book of First Corinthians, Paul's teaching is that women are permitted to speak in church. Um, and in chapter 14, which looks like um, a contradiction to what chapter 10 says, in most English translations, 
and, and actually the King James does get it right. It says what? Um, and if you put that what in there, it, it makes perfect sense. Paul is saying, okay, there's this group called the churches of the saints, which is a group of, you might say it's a subgrouping of, it's like an early denominational thing. You know how the Judaizers um, were always attacking Paul because he didn't believe in the necessity for Gentiles to be circumcised, for example, and follow the Jewish law. Even in the early church, there were factions. And Paul was a promoter of unity as Jesus is, as we all ought to be as followers of Jesus. Um, and, and though in chapter 11, I believe it is, when he's talking about communion, he says, I hear there are divisions among you. Mm-hmm. And Paul actually says it has to be that way. So those of you who are true may be seen. So um, chapter 14 is one of those passages. I mean, there are only really three passages in the New Testament that prohibit women from being in leadership or speaking in church. And it's in first Timothy, it's in this um, first Corinthians passage. I forget the other one off the top of my head, but you see all over Paul's writings and the book of Acts that women were in ministry with him. He calls them fellow workers. And, and there's all kinds of gymnastics have been done, you know, by those who don't think women have the right to be in ministry, the complementarian, you know, viewpoint. And as Kathy knows, I don't argue. I'm just saying you can make a very, very strong case um, throughout the New Testament for women being in ministry. The case for prohibiting them is very um, limited. And although very compelling, if you translate the passage the way most English translations compel, translate that passage, the first Timothy one is a little bit more challenging. Um, but overall, if you look at the early writings of the New Testament church, which is Paul's writings, the book of Acts and so on, you see that women were important and involved in ministry. That's Pastor Chris Marshall. This is our Ask the Pastor segment on the ride home. We're open for any and all questions at 800-320-8255. And by me saying we're open, I mean Pastor Chris is because he's the one who's answering the tough ones today. 800-320-8255. Mike, we have another caller? Okay, we got some open phones right now. Okay, I've got a a writer here on email. Um, Let's see, this is Jerome. Uh, Okay, this is what he says. This is a good question. How do you determine when it's important to stick with the theology you believe and when it's important to embrace the unity of the church? Hmm. That's a very good question. It is. Um, And in fact, I think this whole year of 2020 has allowed for a lot of us to have to ask that question, right? I guess there's a distinction between what he is saying. There are people who have personal beliefs. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he talks about the theology that you believe, which is different than a personal belief. That means I've studied the word of God. I've come to a, well, what I believe about women in ministry. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then finally, the, the bigger picture of the unity of the church. So let's take that matter that we just talked about of women in ministry. There are obviously people on at least two sides of this issue, right? Right, Some say women should never be able to have leadership over a man. Um, others, and I'm one of them, say that the, the New Testament makes it rather clear uh, in, its, in its broad scope, makes it rather clear that women were in ministry and therefore opens the door for all people to be in ministry um, who have tr- professed Jesus, Savior, and Lord. So my answer to that question 
and and I would maybe make it a little broader broader than Jerome Ascot is what about and let's go to that that one nobody likes to talk about everybody does wearing masks sure. wearing masks is not a theological issue it's a personal issue right um, and so would I not go to a church that told me I had to wear a mask well as an American I might say I have a right to do whatever I want to do um, and and that's true not as long as you don't infringe on the rights of others. Sure. Um, but the point is that if I say, unless I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do, I'm not going to go to that church. Then that's a very divisive, mm. not a very uni, you know, unifying sure. right. kind of a statement. If I go to the next point and I say, well, I have theology that backs up my personal beliefs. And so I'm going to exercise my theology. That also is not a, a thing that brings us into unity. It brings us still into division, which, I mean, look around how many denominations and non-denominational perspectives of, of the faith are there. Sure, you know, right. There are hundreds. There are hundreds. And at the end of the day, the question is, where can I submit my theology to the greater unity of the church and i would answer that the short answer is so long as we don't contradict the will of god mm. in what we're doing for instance um would i ever attend a church where they said women couldn't be in ministry of course i would you know if i had a cousin who was getting married in a church sure, that right had a, a i wouldn't say well i'm not going to that church because they i don't they don't know what's right or they don't do what's right you know that'd be ridiculous for me to not participate mm -hmm. um or not to have a in a i'm a pastor there are pastors organizations would i not be part of a pastor's organization where a pastor had a different viewpoint about that idea or a, a different understanding of a lot of things. But but if I was asked, could I be part of your ministerial organization? And I don't really believe Jesus was God. Sorry, but no, you, you know, there, there are right. certain basic level, you know, when I was in seminary, which was a liberal seminary, um, there was a professor who said, you have to answer the question, for what are you willing to go to the mat? Yes. You know? Yes. And don't, yes. And you have to decide what that is, or you end up going to the mat on stuff that doesn't matter. That's right. Stuff exactly. That right. doesn't matter in essentials, unity, right. And non-essentials, yep. liberty and all things, charity. Mm -hmm. um, good thing to live by. Okay. We need to take a break. Thank you, pastor. Chris, Chris is doing a terrific job as he always does. Ask the pastor. We're waiting for all your questions at 800-320-8255. I think we've got one phone line open, so we're going to step away and you guys call in, in the interim. It's the Tuesday edition of the ride home. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks 
feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home, Jim. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through, like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When I go to the mall and those nice people at the kiosk in the middle try to sell me their product, I'm the guy just jetting on by. I'm not rude, but my head is down and my brain is not interested. And yet today, I'm the guy trying to grab your attention. December is a busy month, a month easy to just look down and think about Rudolph and ugly sweaters. But at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we've also learned it's a very popular time for people to think refinance or cash out refinance. The new year is next, and it often brings leftover bills or the desire to start the year fresh and finally use some home equity to do that dream special project. If you're curious about what that would look like for you, we think you'll see that we're a team committed to Word FM, a team that despises even an ounce of pressure, and a team that's set up to move fast and stress-free. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will become cloudy. We'll see a low tonight of 27. Tomorrow, snow will begin in the late morning and continue through much of tomorrow night. Storm total snowfall 4 to 8 inches with near a foot in the laurels. Travel will become slow and difficult. We'll see a high tomorrow 33. Tomorrow night's low 26. Thursday, cloudy and brisk with a few flurries. Thursday's high 34. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. What's that thing that you've been wanting to ask? That thing about God or that thing about that church you went to or that weird person that you saw on TV and you weren't really sure if she knew what she was talking about when it came to God. Uh, This is your perfect opportunity. You can call. You can be anonymous at 800-320-8255 or you can give your name. Um, It's not just me. I'm here with Pastor Chris Marshall. It is our Ask the Pastor segment on the ride home. Let's go straight to the phone lines and hear from Karen. Karen, thanks for calling. What's your question for Pastor Chris? Hi, I was listening to Jack Graham on Word this morning. Okay. And he, he said something that I never gave a thought um jesus was born out of wedlock i didn't know that and i wanted to know when mary and joseph were married and why why weren't they married as soon as she found out she was pregnant since she was engaged to him okay karen that's a that's a question that i don't think there's a first of all there's not a biblical answer to that question the, this, the culture of the day 
was that you would be engaged or a spouse to a person for a, about a year. So during that espousal period or engagement period was the period when Mary became pregnant. Um, their culture obviously was radically different than our culture today. Um, and there was a time when if a couple were engaged or dating and the wife, the woman was pregnant, there might have been immediate marriage and then they would, you know, then the child would be born and the parents would be married. Um, in that day, the cultural norm was to have this period of time. And ordinarily during that time, you weren't even necessarily together. You were considered to be married, but you weren't. Um, so I, I didn't hear um, the person that you were talking about and what they said. But the bottom line is, it's very likely that Jesus' mother, Mary, and Joseph were not married until later when the official time would would have been established um, because those dates were established ahead of time. In fact, this is a tangent, but in one of Jesus' parables, he talks about um, the, the, the feast that was offered and they sent out the guest list and, or asked the guests to come in. And one of the guests said, I can't come because I just got married. Well, that was a, basically that was a non-excuse because all of those kind of dates were, were synchronized and scheduled. So you wouldn't schedule one thing like that on top of another. I mean, all three things. I bought a field. I'm going to go look at it. Mostly you look at the field before you buy it. I bought some oxen. I'm going to go try them out. Mostly you try the oxen out before you buy it. In the same way, you wouldn't schedule a conflict when there's a big banquet coming, like you, you don't schedule your wedding on top of your sister's wedding, you know, it, right. it, it, unless you want to be together and get married at the same time. So there was probably a date established and that date would have been what it was. I have no idea when it was. I, I can't help you out with that, but I, I appreciate the question. It's one of, you know, there are some questions that are like haunting questions that we, that we um, really want to know the answer to, and maybe we can't know. There are some that, you know, unite and divide us, like the question maybe about women in ministry. And then there's just those ponderables. Yeah. You know, like, and this is to me a ponderable. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to change. I don't think it's going to change our faith. But it does. It's just no. an interesting question. And, and unfortunately, I, I can't give you a perfect answer. Well, thank you, Karen, for your phone call today. Very much appreciate it. Phone lines are open at 800-320-8255 for your questions for Pastor Chris. It's our Ask the Pastor segment on the ride home. John Hall taking a day off. If you want to watch the show, uh, you can go right now onto Facebook, Facebook Live. Uh, Pastor Chris and I are sitting there like, wave, Pastor Chris. There you go. Um, Mike's in the studio taking your phone calls at 800-320-8255. All right. Um, this comes from Melvin. Melvin says this. Um, Kathy, please ask the pastor, should every Christian tithe? If so, should it only go to the church? What about parachurch organizations? Okay, that, you know, that's one of my favorite questions. I know a lot of pastors don't like that question, but, and there's a, there's a, again, there's a division that we have had. um, And I think it's, I think it was a 20th century division, to be honest with you. Um, But the division came in the thing of, isn't the tithe, an Old Testament standard, and didn't Jesus come to establish a new covenant? So in the new covenant, we don't have to be um, bound to the old Mm -hmm. covenant. 
And, and I would say, yes, that is true. And let's look at what Jesus did when it came to matters of the old covenant. Like, for instance, you've heard that you shall not commit murder. But I, I tell you, you, don't tell be you. angry, right. right? You've heard that you should not commit right. adultery. But I say, if you have looked at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So why would we think that when it comes to the tithe, that Jesus' standard would be less than it's less. the <laughs> old standard? Right. Right. And so... Uh, there's there's no legal standard. Jesus does affirm the tithe when he's one time talking about the religious leaders. He said, you know, you tithe herbs and spices, and yet you ignore the weightier matters of the law. And he said, you should do the tithing, but you should consider the weightier matters of the law as well. So what, what I have taught, um, and I think I biblically have taught, is that tithing is a beginning point forgiving for a Christian. Um, I love 1 Timothy chapter 6, where um, Timothy start, or Paul starts off telling Timothy, teach those who are rich in this world to be generous, mm-hmm. basically, you know, I mean, to enjoy the things that God has given. And so the bottom line is our standard for as Christians in the new covenant era is generosity. And for some people, that would be 10%. Some would be 20. I once had a guy tell me that God kept telling him, raise it, you know, 40%, 50%. And what I'm thinking is, man, you must make a lot of money if you can give away 50%, you know. But he said one year he actually gave away 100% because he had so much savings and stuff. Well, I, I think the question should be, how much can we give rather than how little? And as far as who we give it to, I think, you know, the old Malachi thing of bring it to the storehouse, we certainly should support our local church, but I, I support parachurch organizations along with the church, and, uh, and the, the standard ought to be as generous as we can be to reflect the God that, who is so generous to us. That's Pastor Chris Marshall. It's our Ask the Pastor segment, 800-320-8255. We need to step away. We'll be right back on the ride home. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. What's the blueprint for happiness? The Beatitudes and what they are is really a blueprint for happiness, foundation stones for building your home, really what they are. They are the keys to the kingdom. Join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, The Keys to the Kingdom, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. 
and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsaroundpittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, President of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Yes, all of those questions that you have, you know, the ones that, you know, when you open up your Bible, you're like, I don't really know that, or I don't really know why this is or whatever. I mean, you can just call and ask Pastor Chris, that's why he's here. You can be anonymous. You don't have to give away your lack of knowledge, but uh, we welcome any and all takers at 800-320-8255. Pastor Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg, Pennsylvania. All right, we're going to go back to the phones and talk to Joe. Joe, thank you for calling. What is your question for Pastor Chris? Hi, um, my question is, why does God require blood as mm. to cleanse us, to sanctify us you know, with the Jews, with the sacrifice, and then uh, with the blood of Christ to purify us? Good question. That's a really good question, Joe. And, um, you know, the first thing is that we who live in the 21st century have a very different understanding of many things than they did thousands of years ago when the, the blood covenant situation was established. But when God created the world with imperfection with Adam and Eve as the first two people, there was obviously no death, no sin. Shedding of blood was not necessary. When sin entered into the world, God required that for the relationship to be reestablished, that blood would be shed. That basically because the life was considered to be in the blood. And if you want to look in scripture, in chapter 9 of Hebrews, a lot of that chapter is dedicated to the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant when it comes to blood. And the basic difference is when the old covenant was in effect, if you committed a sin, you had to offer a blood sacrifice. And if you sinned again, another blood sacrifice was offered because some somebody's life blood, in that case, it was always an animal because God never required or wanted the, the sacrifice of a human being. You know, one of the one of the big differences between the God of the Hebrews and the gods of the other nations of that time were that the gods of the other nations required human sacrifice. 
but God never required a human sacrifice. He did in, in, in one of the scriptures, he even says he never thought of it. Um, and yet human beings did it. And, and the Israelites, unfortunately, imitated the gods of or the peoples of other nations. But anyway, it says in Hebrews chapter nine, it talks about that whole thing of the sacrifice has to have no blemish. It has to mm-hmm. be pure, all of that. And it says in 15, therefore, he that is Jesus is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. So in other words, Jesus died on the cross, his blood was shed, and that redeems or pays the freedom price for those who are under the penalty of death, which we all are um, as a result of sin. And at the end of that chapter, I'm not reading the whole chapter, but at the end of the chapter, it says, indeed, under the law, Almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And so it says, thus it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. And obviously, Jesus is not just a better sacrifice. He's a perfect sacrifice. So so again, I, I, I'm not saying that what I just said will make it understandable to you, but that's how they understood it, that four human beings to be put right with God required, and it's called atonement, which the interesting thing about atonement, if you break it into three syllables, at one meant, it makes us at one with God. Um, and when, when the blood is shed, and for an Israelite, that would happen by the sacrifice of an animal. But since Jesus died on the cross, that's the once and for all sacrifice for all of us. So none of us ever has to make another sacrifice. And we certainly don't have to sacrifice ourselves. Although Jesus said that if we are going to follow him, we must take up our cross daily, deny ourselves and follow him. So there's a connection. And yet Jesus is the one who paid the penalty that we owed. 800-320-8255, taking your questions, our regular Ask the Pastor segment with Pastor Chris Marshall from New Life Christian Ministries. Okay, going back to the mailbag, um, let's see, this is Jen, all right, this is what it says, Um, uh, dear John and Kathy, and I'm going to say that, you know, by the way, hi, John. John's off today. Uh, I've traveled uh, overseas, she says, Jen says, and there seems to be a greater belief in supernatural signs like healing than there is here in the U.S. Has the pastor observed that and what does he think about it? I most definitely have observed that, Jen. Um, I've been to a number of different countries um, in mission work and in virtually, well, not virtually, in every one of those countries, I have either personally witnessed or heard of um, supernatural signs and wonders. And they are, at least it seems, more frequent there than here. Um, And it's been a a matter of some thought and reflection for me, and for many, I'm sure. But I would say one of the reasons that's the case is we have – advanced, I'm going to use that in quotes, as a culture, Western culture has advanced to the point of thinking that most disease, most illness, there is either a pill or a surgery or some strategy that can be used to heal. And the interesting thing is, none of those things heal. 
they provide an environment for healing. We all know people who had a surgery that was a routine surgery and they died. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, they're the same. Somebody else had that surgery and six months later, they were better. I had my appendix taken out, you know, in 150 years ago, I could have died from that. Actually, when I had it out, I could have died from it, but I got better. I happen to believe prayer had a part to do with that because they told me I was going to, you know, six weeks or whatever. And it was a matter of, you know, days. I was feeling pretty good. Um, And I was back to normal in a couple of weeks. So prayer um, is effective. We know that from scripture. We know that um, Jesus told us to pray. We know uh, my favorite passage about scripture is in James chapter five, where it says the, the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous person uh, avails much in the original King James that I learned it when I was a little kid. Um, and so I have prayed for people in the United States and seen miraculous healing. Mm-hmm. I've also prayed for people in the United States and the healing they received was getting to go be with Jesus. And, I, and I'm not facetious about that, but I do believe Jesus made it clear in his ministry that the element of faith, and it can come in several ways. Sometimes Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Think about that. Your faith has made you well. The woman that had the issue of blood in, in Mark chapter 5, she touches Jesus' garment, robe, and she's healed instantly. That happened. I mean, I believe it happened. And I think any yes. Bible-believing Christian believes it happened. You have the man who came in, in Mark 2. Um, he was brought by his four friends on a mat. He was paralyzed. And they lowered him through the roof. And it says, seeing their faith, that is the faith of the friends, Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. And then that caused a big issue with the Pharisees because they said only God can forgive sins. And then Jesus said, okay, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or say, pick up your mat and walk. And then he said, so you can see that the son of man has power to forgive sins. Um, He said, take up your mat and walk. And the guy does. So these miracles, the, the real question for believers in the 21st century is, was that real? And if it was, is it still available to us today? And I have seen it with my own eyes and I've prayed for people with, you know, my own prayers and seen people healed in the United States and in other places. It seems to be more common in other places. I believe part of that is because of the faith factor and and the fact that there's also, let's say you're in the mountains of Tibet and you have a need for healing. If somebody prays for you, that might be the only means for you mm-hmm. to get healed. Here in Pittsburgh, you know, I have COVID and they, they give me, you know, medicine. And, and, and frankly, we know how many hundreds of thousands have died, right? And more than a million worldwide, millions have died more worldwide. But the point is that when we have a disease, we can approach it from a medicinal, surgical standpoint. And that's where we put our faith. And we should believe in the ability of those things to provide environments for healing. But healing, spiritual, physical, emotional healing at the bottom line comes from God. Mm-hmm. All right. That's- we need to, yep. That's a great answer to that. Very good question from Jen. Thank you, Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to step away because it's time for a commercial break. When we come back, we still have two phone lines open at 800-320-8255. Our Ask the Pastor segment with Pastor Chris Marshall, New Life Christian Ministries in Saxonburg. We will be right back.
Of all the women in the world, you chose her. She is the one you can't live without. How will you tell her, I love you forever? You tell her with a diamond. From Trinity Jewelers. And of all the diamonds in the world, none say forever, like the center of my universe from Forevermark. Less than 1% of the world's diamonds can carry the Forevermark inscription, a promise that each diamond is beautiful, rare, and responsibly sourced. A diamond worthy of a woman as rare as she is, and a love as unique as yours. The center of my universe can only be found at an authorized Forevermark jeweler. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road. Discover Forevermark, the diamond, the promise, at Trinity Jewelers. For when you really want to say, I love you forever. Visit trinityjewelers.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, President of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. All right. Finishing up our Ask the Pastor segment with uh, Reverend Chris Marshall. Thank you so much for everybody who called in and wrote in. This is from Joe. Uh, Why isn't the Bible, Chris, in chronological order? Why isn't the Bible in chronological order? That's mm-hmm. a really good question. In fact, mm-hmm. I always ask, why isn't Luke and Acts together? You know, right, I know. Luke wrote Part Luke one and, and Acts. Two. Why didn't they just put it? You know, right. and one of the reasons why the Bible isn't in chronological order is because the books were assembled according to, um, for instance, the first five books are called the Torah, the books of the law. Then there, there are books that are called writings. There's books of prophecy. And so they were in the Old Testament, they were more grouped according to category than chronology. Um, in the New Testament, um, honestly, a group of a group of church leaders decided the order 
Um, why they decided the order they did, I don't know. I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm not trying to give a plug for anything, but I don't know if you've heard of Immerse Messiah, Immerse the Immerse Bible. It's by mm. Tyndale. Anyway, okay. what they have done is they actually grouped the Bible. First of all, they made it into a, a reading format without chapters and verses. And then they grouped it according to all the Pauline stuff, all of the John stuff by John. Oh, got it. And in fact, I would encourage Joe to pick up that book and read through it because I found it to be very helpful to have all of that material together. Um, And, but, but the answer really is that wasn't the purpose. It wasn't, it wasn't purposely done as a chronology. It's a, it's a book that records the story of God. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for your question. Thank you so much, Chris, for being here today. Tell us about New Life. Well, things are going great at New Life. We have Christmas coming up, right? We have a service. Service is on the weekend, 6.30 in the evening on Saturday, 8.30 and 10.30 on Sunday morning. We're online um, at 8.30, 10.30 in the morning, 6.30 and 8.30 in the evening. And Christmas Eve, service is at 5 and 7 on Wednesday and Thursday, the 23rd and 20th. Thanks for being here today, everybody. Thanks, Chris. John, I'll be back tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem.